Two guys in the mic with our producer Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers Come and take a seat with the combo we provide Every Tuesday, it's the Blood Survival Guide Two guys in the mic with our producer Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers Come and take a seat with the combo we provide Every Tuesday, it's the Blood Survival Guide What's a blur? That's a black eye who's also a nerd Reading comics, watching anime, haven't you heard? It's Jeremy J and Miriam Talking to Delirium, Naruto, then Marvel, then DC Are you Pop culture reverence pull them out periodically. We sing up movies with the comments canonically, and we watch a lot of TV. It's our virtual reality. I guarantee one day we'll have a TV show on NBC. Two guys in a mic with our producer. Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blood Survival Guide. Two guys in a mic with our producer. Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blood Survival Guide. She got to grow up, and we got to see her grow up, and now we get to see her grow up. So I'm down, but yeah, I am down for iCarly Shippuden, just like I'm down for, um, I'm down for, uh, the, the reboot of the Rugrats, because that shit is fucking funny, oh, too. Oh, hilarious. Like, I, Miriam and I got a chance to watch it this weekend, and we really both approve. <laughs> it's, Man. like, it makes sense, it's funny, it's clever, it's witty, I don't know, it, it, it's a proper reboot. This is great, yeah. Have you seen the Balloon episode? No. Oh, yeah. No. It was not, not even a spoiler, but like, um, Susie was talking to Chuck and he was just like, I know where all the other balloons are. And uh, Chuck was like, Where are they? And Susie went outside and pointed up to the sky. There's like nothing in the sky, it's just clear blue sky. And Chuck looked up and he was just like, He suddenly went, Susie, it's been a long day. I don't have any more time for disappointment. Oh my God. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Ooh, welcome back to another episode of Blurred Survival Guide. I'm your co-host, Jeremy. I'm your co-host, Jane. And we are back today. Uh, today is Sunday for us. We are recording Sunday, which is... Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Daddy's Day to all the daddies and fathers and papas and... The, the grandfathers and the and the, uh, and the, and the uncles who, yeah. who act as fathers and the fatherly role models. And, all those yeah. people who help rear and all those men who help rear and uh, develop... The children's of the future. Indeed. Uh, Jay, how are you doing today? Man, I, I feel, I, one, I'm happy to be here as always. Um, this weekend, I got to have a long weekend. Um, my work gave me Friday off because we had a professional development day on Thursday. But it was also Juneteenth weekend. So, Which is the first official federal holiday yes, it of is. Juneteenth. Yes, so, it is. yeah, we're going to be seeing a lot more of those three-day Alab- weekends. Yeah, and apparently Alabama, uh, for this year, only uh, certified it as a state holiday as well. So hopefully we'll be seeing that as a state holiday as well. I mean, it's kind of an oxymoron, but I'm. we'll take what we can get, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, fingers crossed. <laughs> Amazon pays me some overtime for going into work on Saturday. Boy, boy, <laughs> I need these reparations. Real talk, man. like real talk. I'm trying to get at like like 15 percent off everything. 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 Everything on Juneteenth. <laughs> Forgive my I, student loans. I don't have any. I'm just Forgive saying. Those student loans. I'm just saying. I really do. I really do think that like that that would should be what that and then we actually teach critical race theory in school. Oh yeah, or just I mean critical race theory as well as just teach that side of history where where 
I mean, people that should was definitely racism. talk about, about Galveston, Tulsa. I mean, my granddad was a history teacher. Did you know this? My granddad was a history teacher. No, you told me that part. And he did not even learn about the Tulsa massacre until this year. He is 80, he is 87 years old. Sorry, folks. There was a fly in the studio. Oh, there go, Jay. What? Hey, I've been watching Demon Slayer. I got this total oh, yeah, concentration. Yeah, you got you down. You down, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really though, um, really though, like it. it what was I, I was saying? Oh, uh, your dad. Your, yeah, granddad. Granddad was, uh, was had never learned about the Tulsa race massacre until this year, dude. Like it was. That's insane. And he taught history. He learned and taught history. Oh my gosh. I'm just saying, like that. That's the problem, right? Like I think that that speaks to the problem entirely about how people perceive Black history. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's is to a lot of other people, it's a small cliff note in the. History, quote unquote, history book of life. But it's not though. It's like, exactly, it's, it's really not. It's over four hundred years of of oppression and and like black people had started to overcome it, and then all of a sudden, you get a bombing on a town where it's predominantly black, thriving and economically like doing it was well. Because it was the Black Wall Street, exactly. literally the Black Wall Street. Um, but that is not today's episode. Even though it is a fun and fantastic topic, we are, I'm happy that we did touch on it because Juneteenth did just pass for us. It did, it did. Um, but today's topic is on fathers. On fathers. Well, we're, we're continuing that series. Um, back in Mother's Day, we did talk about our favorite mothers and uh, some of our not-so-favorite mothers. Right. Uh, screw you, Timmy's mom. But <laughs> <laughs> today's uh, episode is definitely all about the dads. Um, did you do anything fun with uh, Granddad today? We I cooked him dinner. Nice. And nice. we relaxed while he watched uh westerns all day, which he Ooh. enjoys doing. Like um, the old school, like nineteen fifties, yeah. like Oh yeah, Gunsmoke, uh, all of those. What's man. his name of uh, the hi there uh, partner? Oh yeah, John Wayne. We yeah, love John Wayne. Yeah. We love John Wayne. Um yeah, every that's his that's some of his favorite like television. It reminds him of when he was a a, a kid again. Uh, you know, I'd asked him like if he wa- I one time asked him if he, when he watches westerns does he pick up on themes that he did not necessarily pick up on when he was younger watching them right and he says yes and it's really kind of cool to hear how he you know like like us when we rewatch things like get, pick up on new messaging and new images and like new things that are that weren't that did not jut out jut out to us or what we were paying attention to as so kids when we were like older or if we just Until, watched it multiple times exactly and now he's nice, doing that and nice. like it's really cool to, to talk to him about that and yeah he'll, he'll tell me stories uh of the westerns and they're always fun because i don't know all the characters so they always have very right. colorful names like joey or um just 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 all all all, all sorts of Joey the Smokehouse Cowboy. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And they're very old school and it's fun, but he he enjoys them and that's what we got to do today. Awesome. What did you do cool. with with or for your dad? I, I'm excited to hear so, it. tell the people about this. As you know, Jay, and a lot of you do know uh, because we did talk about it on an earlier podcast, my dad lives in Austin, Texas. So I didn't get to see him in person, but I did uh, FaceTime him. And what I actually did um, as a gift for him was I recorded a song. Uh, for him over a over a track that he he laid down he did a cover of uh, earth wind and fires in the stone mm. uh it was just an instrumental um mm. yeah it's, it's, it, like if you hear it it's the, it's, it's that essential football song uh, yeah like the, uh-huh, that, that old school like uh-huh. nfl like yeah that one <laughs> it's, uh they played it at the beginning of the drum line 
uh, mo- not movie of when it's the the BET classic. Right. It's the intro to the BT- BET classic in uh, the movie Drumline. I right. Remember that. And so um, he he did a he did a drum cover of that, and what I did was uh, I rapped over it a um, whole bunch of stuff about missing him and uh, being able to just let him know that I love him and he's my dad and. It's on Facebook. Awesome. If you're friend with Jeremy on Facebook, you should check it out. It's also on it's, YouTube, yeah, right? It's on YouTube. Um, I will share the link with you guys on Instagram. Um, but definitely, yeah, it, it was fun to do, fun to make, and he really loved it. I have. Yeah. If he didn't love it, he'd be wrong. But I'm. I'm. I knew he'd love it. Would love oh, yeah. it as soon as you made it. It was awesome. It was. You, it was you fun. shared it with me on Friday evening, and I was like, "This is a bop, and yeah. this is an instant uh, show of love and smile on his face." I knew yeah. it. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. But yeah, Granddad loved his meal, and nice. we enjoyed the day, and yeah. Um, but today, I kind of wanted to ask you. Lay it on cu- me, bro. Uh, a couple questions. Lay it on me, bro. Who is your? Who are your favorite, maybe your top three or so, TV not dads? TV not dads. So, but are dads. So they're dads in their TV, in their respective TV shows, or like, do they have to necessarily be dads? Um, they do not have to be a father, like mm. they do, but they are a father figure in the TV show. Okay, well, we got to think about this one. Um, that is thing because I mean, there's a bunch, and I there's mean, a there's, lot. Also, there's yeah. a lot. I'm kind of asking you off off the top here. Yeah, and it's off the top. It's definitely coming off the dome. But I would have to, um, and they, these are all probably going to be fathers because I really can't think of like not fathers until I'll probably start talking about it. Right. Um, but the first one that comes to hand, and this is me going back to my Steven Universe fanboy, you know. Boy, um, I knew you were going to say Steven Universe. <laughs> but it's not one of the gems. It's Greg Universe. It's Steven's dad. Fantastic. He is a fantastic I've heard, I've heard great things about I, So I'm not as privy to this. As show well versus me, yeah. Exactly. But um, Greg Universe, he is he is very supportive of his son, Steven. Um, these alien beings that came down to Earth, he had no recollection, well, not recollection, but he had no idea who these were, who these beings were, right. why they were here. Uh, until he met like Rose Quartz, who is Steve, Steven's mom, and fell in okay. love with her. Okay. And I mean, he he didn't like he he loves for love. He does. And he was just a human, love. right? Like, yeah, he's just a human. And she's, he, and she's, she's a, a alien, I guess. To <laughs> she's him. a rock that is able to, that her her physical form is basically light. <laughs> wow. So yeah, so he they they basically made Steven quote unquote fused together to make Steven, and yeah. So that's how Steven is a half gem, half human hybrid. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I, I don't think I even knew Steven's origin story. Yeah. But uh he um but definitely Greg as a dad is very supportive of Steven, uh very supportive of the gems. He's able to, he he's down for his his kids. He well his kid and this this new family. The family. That, yeah, this new family that he's had to uh go through. Another dad that I can just think of. Let I'll me pause talk. you. Go ahead. Let me pause you so I can. Thank you so I can. Think. So, I, so I give you some thinking power. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Sir. Thank I you. think we should go one for one. All right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think no, that would be that'll help. That, that would be that. That would help you. I'll help me out. Because I because I did have a little bit of time to think about it. Very beneficial. <laughs> I um my number one. I'm gonna go with my number one. What's your number one? Uncle Phil. Ooh. Uncle Phil. Ooh. From Fresh Prince. I mean, come on, like. If you want a top tier dad, man, I mean, R.I.P. R.I.P. James uh, Avery, James Avery, goat. I mean, iconic person, man, figure, as well as dad, amazing to, Uncle Phil, to uh, to Will, Will to 
America, Carlton to America, to the <laughs> to the God. future. Honestly, because yeah, you're gonna watch it on HBO Max if it, at any given time. It's always a wonderful rewatch. Always. It doesn't matter. Always, it doesn't matter. I think I don't have to say very much about it, but like you know, Uncle Phil, who raised uh, Will after his mother sent him to to uh, uh, Bel-Air. Bel Air from yeah. Philadelphia. I mean, the man, the, the episode where Uncle Phil's there for his his uh, for Will when after Will's dad when d- Will's dad leaves him. I mean, like, I ball I mean, every, every time I see that. I mean, episode. everyone does. I mean, if, if you, you don't, don't cry, you, you might not have a heart. You might not have a soul, a heart. I'm sorry, you're Nothing. you're you're cold. You really are. You're cold. Bro. If you don't, you, I mean. I just need you to have a little bit of empathy for this situation. I don't, I don't mean, even like, care. No, like a, I need you to do more than just shed a tear. I need you to like. I, I need you to have feelings. You need to cry when you see that because, like, I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna cry thinking about it. Let's not talk about it too long. Please. Exactly, because we're gonna be both crying. <laughs> like, I, not, I can't go through I'm this episode. Man. To do it. I'm not trying to do it. No, but like, I mean, I, I think this is number one off the top is Uncle Phil because it, it's it's the, the 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 father of tomorrow. It's the father of yesterday. He he, but without being. You know the the blood father, uh, the biological father. Oh yeah, definitely of the fresh. Definitely. So that's my number one. Which what? Nice. I, I saw you. I saw you have I had a light, a light bulb. bulb. <laughs> you saw that light bulb moment. Uh, my number two, and uh, it is is a not father father. Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, because oh, wow. I just looked up. I have a picture of uh, one of the aliens oh, from Yondu's man, ship. I love and I was that. like, I love oh, that. I yeah. love that. Um, Yondu is, uh, if, for those who aren't well-versed in Marvel as we are, Yondu is the blue Ravager leader from Guardians yes. of the Galaxy, uh, basically space pirate. And he takes in um, Star Lord Peter Quill at a young age, which we learned I from mean, Guardians like, of the Galaxy Volume well, Two was well, well, like, for, for like supposed to be taken to Eagle, but yeah, he was, but he was just like, yeah, I'm not gonna give this little boy and to to this dude, this this what what is he again? To Ego he's the a, Living Planet. The, the Ego the Living. He's like what was the uh, the, the he's an immortal, right? Yeah, he's an immortal. No, he's a celestial. Celestial. Yeah, he was a celestial. Uh, he's God Little G. Mm. As he quoted in the movies, literally one of my favorite quotes from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is um, when he's talking to when he's talking to Star Lord, and they're like, this, "Spoiler alerts for anybody who hadn't seen Volume Two um, when Yondu's about to die uh, in space, and like he gives uh, Peter when he gives Peter Quill the." Uh, the little spacesuit thing. Yeah, and he was just like, yeah. he may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. I was like, oh, <gasps> oh. <gasps> we all felt that. That's real, bro. That's so real. That's, that's my number two. Thinking about those lists, like I had to like get real, think about it. Like, it, there's a lot of like father figures in TV and movies that are that are honestly like just top tier. Right. My number two, and it, it was a hard choice. Alfred. Oh yeah, Batman. Batman's like Batman's surrogate, father. surrogate father. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, oh yeah, we know Alfred. We often think of Alfred as like the butler to Batman, just the to, butler, to, Master to, Wayne, to Master Wayne. Right. But in reality, this is a man who chose from his employment, mind you, his damn employment, chose to raise and rear a child for over eighteen from years, from the age of eighteen to present day. Before he was 18. Oh, not 18, I'm, from the age of 8. From the age yes, of 8. Age exactly. Of eight, cause, cause exactly. Mommy and, and daddy mean, like, got shot granted, up Granted, yeah, that's some guaranteed employment for one of the richest families in the world for like, like. 10 plus <laughs> years, right? Yeah. But also, come on, man. Like, I mean, you don't have to take on that burden. And he did. And he, and he grew Batman. 
basically. Basically. I mean, for eight years, he, he Bruce Wayne got to be a regular child, right? Give or take. Yeah. Give or take. I mean, like, I think you guys, I think it was around the age of like sixteen when he like started traveling the world and. Um, and I think that's when he found like Ray Shal Ghul and, and started the, training himself yeah, to yeah, do the, it. The, uh, the League of Shadows yeah, and all and that. Trying to finally started avenging his uh, parents' death. So I'm just saying, man. I'm I. I think that like if we're not, if we're gonna give some people some credit, we got to give Alfred yeah. some credit for Alfred, my man, man, and one of the number one superheroes of all time. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess if I want to stick with DC, uh, not father, technically father, uh, Pa Kent, because I mean. He is Clark Kent's dad, dad. quote unquote, but, but I mean, he's not his dad. Right, you're right. You're have, right. Kal Jor El. Jor El. You have yeah. Jor El from Krypton. That's his actual father. Who is, his AI is still at the Fortress of Solitude. Like I said, you have you have Pa Kent um, down in Smallville, who does take in this alien being and. Bully Bas- and basically, fully embrace him as his son. Yeah, and in I mean Kansas. the and the morals that that the Kent family put on to. Clark Kent, Cal L at this point, from being a baby up until he becomes Superman for the first time. That's basically why he becomes Superman. It's like I want to the morals save the little guy, even though he's literally the most powerful being on the planet. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Jay don't like Superman. I like Superman. You need to get on Superman, Lois. That's another conversation, though. (laughs) That's my that's my father. (laughs) So my number three, and this is also like not number three in reality because this is also this is just. Boy, I mean, all of these guys are just like freaking awesome, like role models. Right? They are, they are, they are. Iruka Sensei to Naruto, nodding in agreement. Because yes, I mean, I mean, come on, man. Yes, the whole reason that Naruto arguably doesn't become Gara or some psychopath that is just hurting with power and wanting to hurt other people. Is because of Aruka Sensei. Oh yeah, I mean Aruka Sensei definitely keep gives him that level headedness that Naruto needs. Um, supports him when he doesn't have food at home. Uh, he's yeah. like, hey, let's go to get some ramen. Ichiraku ramen, and man. I'll 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 pay for it. Don't That's worry true. about it. Yeah, uh, eat all the ramen you like, even though it's gonna break my bank. I'm just I'm literally just a teacher. And he's gonna <laughs> provide that moral guidance that Naruto does not have. That should be coming from thir- the third Hokage, but we're not going to be talking about that. Right. And again, shout out to teachers because I mean they be supporting. And I mean in is, real life and in and in and, 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 uh, and cartoons, and like cartoons they be supporting kids shows. through and through, and they deserve when the, their parents. They deserve failing, the man. salary that that other positions of power have. Billionaires make that, and that's, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> that is, that is. But like, I mean, this man, like, real deal, is the whole reason why we get an amazing. A character such as Naruto. Oh yeah, and definitely. Like, and, and you see that throughout the show because like Naruto's always like looking back to Oruka Sensei because he was like the first person to invest in Naruto and right? not look at him as a monster because I mean everyone already knew that. And, he was and, a and, the, and the shit is, bro. The 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 nine tailed fox killed Oruka Sensei's family. And Aruka Sensei still has the heart to accept Naruto, knowing despi- knowing that knowing he that, is the yeah. uh, the nine tenths You know, like he knows that, and like he's still able to accept him and help him and be a part of his growth. That's just real love, man. Right? 
I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, I know that, like, a lot of people might not understand what I'm talking about, but if you know what I'm talking about and you haven't checked out Naruto, check it out. I mean, like, my gosh. <laughs> I know that reference. <laughs> you get that reference. It, it's, a, it's a powerful show. Oh, yeah. My number three, and that, that was an amazing number three. Thank you. By the way, yeah, no, that was awesome. My number three, and it's not Naruto, but, I mean, it, it did spark, it did, it connected I bet, I me to I bet, a, I, bet I have an idea of what you're about to say. Leaves from the vine. Uncle Iroh. Yeah! Uncle Iroh is the goat. I mean, Father, non-father. Man. Father figure. He he he's in my honorable mentions, and I knew you, I knew you were going to say him. Uncle Iroh. Yeah. He said it because I was like, Uncle Iroh. Yeah. Like, <gasps> Iro. Man. The dragon himself. Oh, my gosh. He... Funny, he takes care of Zuko. He takes care of Aang. Wise. He takes care of the Aang gang. He wise. He takes care of the entire co- like everybody. World everybody except for like the Fire Nation. No, I mean he, uh, he takes care he, of the he, Fire Nation. Right, like, I mean right. he's sitting here trying to yield the next emperor of the Fire Nation, Prince Zuko. Right. And trying to instill him with like the 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 proper reasoning and you know. Make him a great emperor, Lessons, not not a not his dad not his, or not or not you know the previous either. right. Which I mean, like the previous one, the previous uh, Avatar Roku. No, the Avatar Roku was never the um was the, the Fire Lord, but the, oh, it was Fire okay. Lord um Ozai Fire Lord um it was Iroh it was or Azula it was, no Azula because um, well Azula does eventually become the Fire Lord. Uh, well, I mean, no, she like, goes no, crazy no, because he because Azula the child was named after. Um, Ozai, dad, I believe. Let me correct let me if I'm wrong. Help you out because I know it was Fire Lord, o- uh, Fire Lord Ozai. It goes Fire Lord, Sozin, Sozin, oh, yeah, and it was Fire Lord Ozai. Because the comet, Zuko, and yeah. then Azula and Zuko, right? Because yeah. the comet was named after yep. that Fire Lord. Yep, yes, it was. Okay, there we go. Because the Fire, because Fire Lord uh, Sozin was friends with the Avatar. Right, right. Mm-hmm. They were best friends, and then it's, yeah, yeah, that, yep, whole yep, that makes that sense. Thing. I got you. But yeah, no, nah, that, that's definitely my number oh, three. Oh man, Uncle Iroh, Iroh. I mean, the goat. He he really is. I mean, iconic. Right? I'm gonna figure out how to cosplay him one day. Because I, gosh darn I'm it, so game. Gosh I darn it. So game. <laughs> So I have three animated dads though that I think should be mentioned. Chastiser, no, just talked about because animated dads. Okay. Just shift topics. I'm I'm, gonna let you. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna let you lead that conversation. I like it. Yeah. So I think there's a top one dad, number one dad that everyone knows. Yes, sir. Bob Belcher. Bob Belcher. Oh man, down for the family. Down for himself. Down for the down for the business. Down for the cause. I mean, down for the wharf. <laughs> down for the whole wharf, man. I mean, other than other than uh, Jimmy Pesto's. <laughs> that man, Jimmy Pesto. That, I mean, no, that's what he. That's what you call a, a great opposing, like. I mean, like <laughs> opposing character, an arch rival. You know, really? You know, he's, a, um, I mean, basically, like a Jinkelberg to to, to to Timmy's dad. To Timmy's oh my God. dad. <laughs> I mean, I mean, real deal. Like this is like a perfect <laughs> villain for him in every at every turn. But yeah, I think Bob Belcher should be to should be mentioned in, in a list of dads as well. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Pesso is definitely like the negative Bob Belcher. <laughs> you know what I noticed though? Yes. There's not a lot of black animated dads to pull from. 
Yeah, we we really couldn't find anyone to mention. Well, I mean, we couldn't think of think off the top because I mean, there definitely are dads out there. Yeah, I mean, um, you got like Granddad from Boondocks. Yeah, he knocked some sense into them boys. I mean, he's um, good. You got. I was thinking like Stat Richard, um, Static Shock's dad. Yeah, Static Shock's dad. Yep. Yep. He was like a almost like a Martin Luther King esque uh, uh, yeah, because he worked at the the, the community center, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was a he wasn't was he a social worker? I wouldn't be surprised if he Richard was. Richard Hawkins. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar Proud. Fantastic dad. Has to be mentioned. Yeah. Professor X. That's a great non dad. He takes in all these these different. I'm just saying, differently I mean, abled like kids, quote unquote. Dad, but like he's just he's a mutant dad. Yeah. I mean that's that's not white, right? I guess <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's from New York. That's one thing that I do, and, and going kind of off topic here, but that's the one thing I do want to see if they do when they do bring uh, X Men over to uh, Marvel. Uh, I want to see an actual New York. Uh, Wait, he's not British. No, he's not British. He's from New York. You're kidding me. He is a New York boy. They have been lying to us for years. I mean, years. No one else is Professor X in my head. Exactly. Who could be Professor X? We'll figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, I mean, one prevalent dad. I mean, that we've spoken on about, or at least the mom and the family. Uh, Doctor Carmichael, Susie's dad from Rugrats. Fan- yes, yes. I mean, that whole family, dad, that yeah. whole family is is exuding black excellence, right? Yup. I mean, we can't we can't not mention him. I mean, it's just it's too many dads to mention, father wise, father figure wise. At the end of the day, yes. But also, I just wanted to mention them because we have to talk. They have to be mentioned because they are on are they're they're honorific. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, man. It's we can go on and on, as we as as always. Yeah, but uh, what we're gonna do now is we're gonna take a break, and you're gonna hear a word from our sponsor, Anchor, and we will be right back with the weekly blurb, guys. See you in a few seconds. Dad is home, and he's not going home ever again. No, he won't. No, he won't. It's because of you. Because of you. Daddy! Welcome back, everybody. I'm not using it either. Take it out. Don't take it out. Don't take it out. Leave it in. Please leave it in. Uh, you know what time it is? It's time for the Hey, guess what? I went first last week, so it's your turn. All right. So, guys, I have gotten the pleasure of spending the last week, i.e. two days, I binged it in a 24 hours, so one half one day, the other half the other day, Demon Slayer. This is an anime that is on Hulu. It is also on Netflix and probably Crunchyroll or whatever streaming service you have available. The only reason that I decided to binge it is because there is a movie in theaters. Um, Otherwise, I would have watched it slowly. But there is a movie in theaters that is the nexus into the next season of the show. And... Without spoiling too much, it is a story of a young man named Tanjiro and his sister Nezuko who 
turns into a demon after his family is slain by a demon. This is all in the first episode, mind you. And then he goes on a journey to to turn her back into a human by becoming a demon slayer. The show follows them. It follows their journey as they pick up friends, as the anime uh, cycle goes in this hero's journey type of story. But the thing about it is... As you can tell, Jay's really excited about I'm really about this. excited about <laughs> it. It's because it's a really... Re- as a person that watches anime, it's a really revolutionary show. In the pacing, in the animation style, it's absolutely gorgeous and stunning. Okay. Uh, in how they incorporate the 2d and the 3d as well as like some awesome special effects within it uh to really draw you into this story um but the pacing of this show you can get a year to two years in an episode i'm sorry what i'm not lying bro there is zero filler oh my god absolute zero how many episodes on the uh, first season 20 nine episodes i thought there was 50 episodes because there it, it's, but the sub it's subbed and dubbed but there are 29 episodes <laughs> sorry for all of our hulu asian and culture personally i watched the dubbed because i wanted to just like get through it at first and because the american movie version of the movie is shown in the dub so i wanted to watch it there. i'm gonna go back and watch it in the sub because first of all i really enjoyed watching the the anime i, I thought it was a I mean, Tanjiro as a protagonist right. is incredibly likable. Um, you have this trend in a lot of animes, like in Dragon Ball Z, in Naruto, in um, Hunter x Hunter, where you find Hunter x Hunter less so, but you find like that annoying trait that's really featured in the character, and they really drive it home. Like in um, My Hero Academia, like. Oh, Deku, Deku freaking cries all the time, right? Like it, I'm gonna be the it's a bit best. Much. Bro, I want I, you to know, All Might, I'll be here for you. Always crying, bro. Always I will be crying. here for you, All Might, okay? And there's nothing wrong with crying, but you know they do it to a point where it is annoying. And, dude, there is nothing <laughs> annoying about Tanjiro. He is a man that is driven by the purpose and goal of saving his sister. Okay. And there's nothing, there's almost nothing more honorable than that because he will stand up to anybody that comes to test him or his sister, who, by the way, is a badass female protagonist. She's not helpless at all in the entire thing. Like, you know, you like, for instance, in Naruto, you have to deal with Sakura as a female protagonist in the original, in like the original series where she is essentially useless the entire time right yeah, she's because just a she's a teenage so girl that's in love with uh sasuke and, and doesn't want to do anything else but want sasuke to fall in love with her bro nezuko who is his younger sister mind you utter badass now does she talk other than past the first episode because i remember watching the first episode with you so you have um flashbacks where you do hear her talk i think that they are ultimately going to give her a voice i'm sh- not sure about it um, cause she is a young demon there. You see demons in the, in the episodes that do talk. So I'm very interested in how they are going to give her a voice. I've actually really thought about that. I'm like, are they going to, because you do have other demons that are in this universe that do speak and she's a demon who is special. Right. And I'm not, I don't no, want to, I, I can't spoil too much, but she is a special. Like I, said, I, I caught that from like the first episode compared to the other demons that she was like that, uh, 
main character was fighting. I, I, I haven't watched all of it yet. I've only watched like the first like episode and a half with Jay. And I mean, um, the first episode is not a great judge of it of the entire show, but it is a it's an excellent intro introduction in my opinion. Right, and it just gets you into the meat of the action. But I mean, I'm happy that it it did kind of just kind of the pa- first episode. Just well, kinda, I mean, people really talk about the pacing in the first episode, like. One second you're happy, one second you're sad, and then this next. Uh, sec- I've seen the memes. You've seen the memes, right? And but like really and truly, I, I ch- anybody that's into anime, even if you're not, should definitely check this out. Um, if you like cartoons in general, check it out. I think most people that are into cartoons might be. Her has some like good comedic nature in it as well. I mean, it's funny, dude. Like I, I, I can't talk enough about it in this, especially in like the five minute span that we have. But I really. Also, without spoilers. Without, especially <laughs> without spoilers. I really encourage anybody to check it out. Awesome. Awesome. No, anybody and everybody, really. Yeah, I definitely, I will check it out. I'll take my, my break from. I want to go watch the movie with you. Within the week. I believe in you. Okay. I'll give you that promise. I believe in you. Gentleman's handshake. I love it. All right. Awesome. Uh, on my end of the tick, the, the, the weekly blurb, um, I promised and I will always give. We are doing a Loki talk. It is episode two of Loki. <laughs> My word, we have uh, we got some what stuff a reveal. Un- we we have some stuff to unpack here, guys. And uh, as always, this this episode of Blurred Survival God always premieres on Tuesday, the day before Loki comes out on Wednesday. So you have had ample time to watch this show, <laughs> which means spoilers ahead. So in episode two, we have just uh, we get to witness the first time that Loki is. Is going on his first. He goes first on his first mission. mission. He goes on his first mission, which is in 1985, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Oh my God! Uh, Oshkosh, Oh <laughs> well, yeah, with the cheese heads. But uh, <laughs> at the Renaissance Fair. At the Renaissance Fair, the widest of widest places in the world. Hilarious. But I mean, it, op- it opens up with uh, the dark, shadowy figure um, and the song "I Need a Hero" as she enchants somebody. We don't, know, the, uh, we don't know what to she at that point. We, we just don't know, know. We just know that she is a variant of yeah. Loki. We know this variant is is enchanting like the uh, the timekeepers to kill each other. And uh, just long story short, variant turns out to be Lady Loki and or Enchantress and or is another character from Marvel Comics that kind of so it ties it all in. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. Enchantress. I thought Enchantress was a different. So Enchant- there's, Enchantress is there's is, Enchantress in DC, but there's also an Enchantress in Marvel. What the Enchantress in DC is in what movie? Suicide Squad. That's yeah. right. The one with uh, Cara Delevingne was yeah, was oh, belly dancing. Badass as hell too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, that's <laughs> no, not you good. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert: the uh, ended episode. It, I mean, and this is amazing because it's only episode two. It reveals, and we're we're thinking we're gonna have to wait until like episode five or six to see who the shadowy figure, <laughs> hooded figure is. Turns out, no, it's the end of episode two. It's, and the plunge. Oh yeah, it's into it's, the uh, the multiverse of madness. Yeah, like, it, uh, like they they are. We thought we were gonna have to wait until we see like multiverses pop up. Nah, nah the end of this episode, we see for one, we see. This female version of Loki who can be Enchantress, who can be Lady Loki, who can be whoever she wants to be because she can enchant people to basically be finger puppets while she does her work. True. But also, she released, and if you saw the first episode and part of the, and the second episode, she's been stealing these... Uh, the the legal, time reset grenades. Yeah, the, yeah, she's been stealing a bunch of those, and Every whatever time. she did, she basically threw them into different... 
time periods in mm-hmm. different areas of all facets of the universe because mm-hmm. I saw some of the universes were like Ego the living planet but like back in like 1099 AD what uh, there's uh, Vormir uh, where you, the soul stone was um, yeah oh my god there were like literally places that we've seen in Marvel up and coming up until now oh my god and so we and like the, the thing is you had all these these branches of Time go toward the red line the, moment. Yeah, but they they're all branching off to the nexus point. You only have so many timekeepers, so that means we're about to get a bunch of nexus points, which also means we're about to get a bunch of solidified timelines. Which means also that are we going to get more timekeepers? Or are they what are they? Do no, like, I don't think we're going to get more timekeepers. I think we're going to have these specific timekeepers. I think we're going to start seeing like the the more adventurous side of this Loki TV show, where like you get to see. Our Loki time variant from 2012, like we're probably finally going to see him meet like President Loki, probably that like that uh, Lance Armstrong Loki that we saw on the holograph, uh, and those different other variations of Loki. Interesting. That we saw. So I think we're going to probably see those, and hopefully, we'll delete those um, those variants before it hits the Nexus point. But I don't think it's going to be enough for Loki to actually close all the multiverses. I mean, it's going to have to go, it's gonna, obviously it's going to have to go into the movie, right? Like, of course, no, no, like I said, and like you, like you said last week and also like what Kevin Feige said when they were discussing Loki, it's going to, Loki is the show that's going to put Bridge us into, yeah. put us into uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Um, and I mean, all of our theories are kind of sticking true right now. This is, this show is wild. I'm not, I, I honestly, I was upset that he jumped through. I I hate oh, that. Yeah. But, you, but you know he felt that compulsion. You know he felt like he like did. that that like they're gonna they're, they they honestly think I'm running away. They already think I'm running away. If they didn't, or he thought they thought he was running away, right? And he's like, all right, screw it. If you think that, I'm gonna go jump through this he's hole that anyway. Kid is like, hey, I'm trying to be my best. I'm trying to I'm trying to be my best self, but if you're going to see me in this light, I'm going to show you that I'm going to be in that exactly. light. Exactly. And he, exactly. he's he's the he's the uh, the neglected child that wants the attention. And always, you can see always, that always. there was one prevalent moment in that episode when um he was um and I saw this in a meme on Facebook. Well, not a meme, but more of a little factoid picture. Yeah. Um, it was essentially saying that like uh Loki was like I said that neglected child, and he just needed approval. And you can see like the happiness and the acceptance on his face when he was finally able to. Uh, describe how the time, the other time variant Loki was able to hide in these apocalypses, and he he was able to be right. And you see, he the, did the, say he loves to be right, right? And like, but you saw the happiness on his face because he they accepted because they right. accepted it, like yeah. he was right, and they were like, oh my gosh, you actually, yeah, great. Like it was almost like a good job, Loki. And like Loki was like, yay! Like well, he, he, he felt he felt that, validated. Yeah, he he does, need, and he needs that feeling to feel validated because yeah. he always had Thor as his older brother. He always. Had uh, he was the adopted younger child, younger right. brother. I mean, he, it was I mean like he's technically thing. not a god; he's a frost giant. But I, I mean, mean, but you know, he's the god of mischief. Exactly. What, what are you gonna do? I mean, like you're right. The, and this episode is so pivotal. I, I just it really I, is. I, I I'm really excited to see what's gonna happen on Wednesday because honestly, it it can be anything. So at many this things. Point. It can be anything in this. So point. many. But yeah, that 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 kind of ties us in. Uh, let us know in the comments what you thought about episode two. Uh, great episode today. Talked about some dads. Talked about. Uh, Let us know who your favorite cartoon dads are. Your favorite TV dads are. Who your favorite not dad dads are. Yeah. Uh, I want to hear from everybody. Oh yeah, let us know in the comments. Let us know in our uh, all of our social media outlets. Uh, follow us on all of our social media outlet, outlets on Instagram at Blurred Survival Guide at on Twitter at Blurred Guide 
on Facebook at Blurred Survival Guide, and you can email us at BlurredSurvivalGuide at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our uh, personal socials at JerryBear3295. At JW0283. And Miriam wasn't with us tonight, but you can also follow her at It's Just MRM. And other than that, Keep surviving, Keep surviving everybody. everybody. Listen to the theme song. Two guys in a mic with our producer. Step into the spotlight. Survival is true. First, come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blurred Survival Guide. Hey! It's the Blurred Survival Guide. Hey! It's the Blurred Survival Guide.